Hey there, I'm Alan Furstenberg. And I'm Mark Tucker, and welcome to Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. Good to see you again, Mark. Yeah, thanks, Alan. How are you doing? Uh, I've been having a rough week, but, um, you know, always good to chat with you. Yeah. Uh, just, just you know, as we've talked about many, many times, just chatting about, about what's going on um, makes my day brighter, makes my week brighter. So, <laughs> yeah, sometimes... Um... You know, there's up days and there's down days on, on the, the tech side of things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's a day of successes and some days it's a time where the problem that you end the day with is the same problem you started the day with. Yeah, or, you know, the problem you end the day with and three others is the problem that you started the day with. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, um, <laughs> but, so, you know, it's. It's it's kind of interesting because uh, you know just chatting with different people on social media. Um, it's 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 fun to to see what people are saying and 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 there was a comment just uh, recently about you know just kind of a little blurb like hey I finished something that I've been working on for a couple of of months and I think it's important to take a moment and celebrate your successes, um, even write them down um, because there there's going to be days where. Um, you know, it's challenging. There's a lot of problems to be solved and, and new things to learn and, and tech, tech can be challenging. Yeah. You know, and it's really funny is sometimes you never really know where those challenges come from. There have certainly been times when I've, you know, looked at a problem in the morning and said, I don't know how I'm going to figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> and by lunch it's done. And other days when, you know, I'm planning on, well, this, this should be straightforward. And, you know, two days later I'm going, uh, I don't know where I ended up, I, you know, yeah. <laughs> you're right. It happens with tech and that's just where it, where it goes sometimes. And so if you're, uh, you know, getting started or, you know, just a few years under your belt, don't feel like uh, it's going to go away. Not, not to be pessimistic. It's just, it's, it's, well, part, you of know, the, it's part of the gig. And, it's you know, part we of have gig. challenges too. It's part of the gig. It's how things go. You know what? I, I was just thinking, we had, we had another subject that we were thinking about talking about. Why don't we put that one off till next week? And let's talk about some failures that we've had in tech a little bit. Okay. I mean, you know, I think both of us have, have talked about these sorts of things on and off in the past, but I think that's, you know, something that especially developers who are just starting out, you know, may get frustrated and not realize that, no, this is a lot more common than you think. Yeah, um, it, it happens, uh, you know, throughout your career. There's there's days where you're like, okay, I'm sure I'm getting fired over this thing. And I've had many, many days like that, yes. I, I, I was doing, um, so I, I live in Arizona, but, uh, you know, didn't, didn't always live in Arizona. So it was, it was a brand new uh, consulting job that I had first week at the client that I was working at. Um, Probably at that time, I had three years under my belt as a as a, a professional, you know, software developer, and I went to do something, and I ended up deleting the access database. Ooh! And Ooh. I I was sure I'm like, oh, that's it. And but you know, I got the courage up, and I went over. I said, you know what? I think I actually just deleted this database. And it's like, oh, no problem. It happens all the time. Here, let me restore it for you. <laughs> you know, I know exactly that feeling. And, and that's one of the, you know, that's the sign of a good boss, I think, is yeah. making sure that, you know, they've got things in place. So then when you do make mistakes like that, there's, there's coverage. You know, I've talked about before how I, um, I do a lot of system administration, uh, a lot of operations stuff. And there have certainly been times when I've, you know, 
done something and pushed out a change and suddenly go to my boss, I think that change that I just pushed out just broke everything. What do I do? And, and in fact, I think I pushed it out in a way that I'm not sure how to roll back. And he's like, well, okay, here are a couple of options. Let's, uh, let's explore how to roll it back. You know? but, and this is one of the things I think is most important. The last thing you should do, the thing you should almost never do in cases like that is panic. Yeah. You know, one of, one of the real lessons, whether that's, you know, you introduced a bug that's now crashing everything, whether you've made, you know, push an accidental release, deleted a database, whatever. It's hard to do, but panicking is almost certainly not going to fix it. And, and there are things that you can do while you're in panic mode that could make this situation worse. A lot worse. So, you know, take a pause, step back, try to figure out what, what you did, and then, you know, get somebody else involved so that you guys can walk through and talk about the situation and figure out what, what to do about it. Right. Absolutely. And, and, you know, even where possible, get people involved to say, um, look, uh, you know, my, you know, boss and I are going to be working on this. Can you go email everyone to say, you know, there's a problem and we know and we're working on it so that I don't have to field email while I'm also trying to fix the problem? Yeah. So that, you know, this is definitely a time when pulling in a team of people to help you, really, really crucial. I, no, I, t I totally agree on that. And you don't have to feel like you're supposed to, you know, feel like you're part of a team. Hopefully you are. Hopefully you're in a situation that, that, you know, you were hired on um, and you feel like you're a part of the team and those relationships are made early um, so that you can feel that way. Um, but developers make mistakes. Um, yep. And it doesn't matter if you're just starting out or if you've been doing it for 20 years, there's still mistakes that you make and it's okay. Um, yeah, there could be like really critical mistakes, um, but usually... At least in my experience, it's something that can be recovered from, and and I've never had a situation where I've been fired for a mistake. <laughs> I never have either. Um, you know, I think one of the things I was thinking about how, as developers, we sometimes make mistakes. You know, we we often talk about coding practices mm -hmm. and you know best practices, and one of the things I think to realize is that best practices are there because somebody made a mistake once yeah. and, and these are the practices that we learned over time um, help prevent making mistakes. So for example, you know, if you're working on databases, it's really, really common sometimes to say, oh, you know, I'll, I'll build a string that represents my query and send that string with the query off to the database. And, you know, as developers over time, we've learned that's not a very good idea. Mm -hmm. There, there's some serious security problems involved in that. And over time, we've learned not to do that and how to make things so that instead of us building this string by hand, we have tools and libraries that build the query for us in a safe way. You know, so it checks for illegal quotes, illegal escape characters, yeah. other things that you know, if somebody's sending you know, these characters along could break the query or delete your database or do other things. So relying on libraries um, that we've made or that you know, 
are generally trusted in the industry are a really good way to make sure we avoid some of those um, some of those serious pitfalls that can really come and bite us. Yeah. Well, and and you know, over time we've we've uh, have things like unit tests or code reviews. There's a number of things, you know, coding standards. There's just different things that that kind of becomes this this core group that you know most organizations you know that are medium size or above usually try to to um, follow. But sometimes you know going from company to company over the you know years and years that I've been doing this that um, I've I've noticed that there's other things that you're kind of like. Oh, that's interesting. I haven't really seen this. This is kind of a new one. And then you ask, like, how come? You know, what's behind this thing? And then you hear the story about, oh, so and so was, right, you know, doing this, or or I was, you know, doing this thing, and this happened. And, yep. You know. You know, I think I think another one of those best practices is, and uh, you know, we're we're going to talk about how to how to deal with client and server stuff, but this is something that does directly apply to voice is that we have this assumption that the, the values that we're going to get are always clean values or that there'll always be values from a, a, you know, a known list. And every so often we get unexpected input. You know, so it really means that when we're building our server processes, we can't really trust what the client yeah. is going to be sending us. You know, we could always say, oh yeah, I'm just going to be getting red, green, and blue. Well, what happens if I don't send a string? What happens if I send a null or a number yep. or another structure? It's important for us to, to be checking for valid values because otherwise we start messing things up in our database, in our processing. And fortunately, again, more and more our languages and our libraries are, are helping us handle that directly. Yeah. But it's still really common for us to just kind of make assumptions about what the input is and not validate that input. Yeah. So having a, a good validator library or some good validation functions, check, see if it's required, see if the number's within a certain range, mm. uh, that it's even a number, you yeah. know, things like that. Yeah. No, numbers inside a certain range is, is a, really, a really good common one. Another you know, good issue is if you're dealing with, um, with things like prices, you know, yeah. it's, it's easy to think of, you know, $299 uh, and to say, well, you know, that's a floating point number, right? Well, no, it's not a floating point number. And if you try to represent it as one, you start getting nice rounding errors somewhere eventually. Yeah. You know, so certainly if you're dealing with, uh, with currencies, understand why we don't use floating point numbers for currencies. And again, this is something that easily could come up in, in a voice action where, where you think you know what the input is going to be. Yeah. I guess another thing that I, I want to bring up is the fact that you don't have to know it all. I, what I'm doing today is nothing like I learned at school. You know, yeah. It wasn't the same language as I learned at school. It wasn't the same thing that I was doing when I first started, you know, I, the required programming language that I had in school was COBOL uh, because I went through the business program. I did also take a Pascal class and a C++ class, but I don't do any of those. 
Um, first job out of college was doing some sort of a database, you know, a SQL database builder, form builder over top of uh, database tables. It was like what they used to call them for, for GLs or fourth generation language tools. Um, I don't do any of that <laughs> anymore. Um, but, you know, a lot of the same, you know, concepts um, apply about, you know, keeping you know, data and validating things. But don't worry that you don't know something because that is, it's common. This is, you know, this field is something for the most part that it's going to be a lifelong learning journey for you. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's going to be, you know, you thinking through analyzing a problem, figuring out solutions, talking to other, you know, coworkers, um, bouncing ideas off them, looking things up in documentation, and, and I think those two points are some of the most important ones is, you know, for anything, feel free to talk to coworkers as you're doing the technical design. Feel free to talk to other programmers who have been, you know, doing this for longer. Um, learn how to read the manuals because they're not always obvious. No, they're not. <laughs> you know, yeah. so learn how to read them. Learn where are the trusted resources that you can turn to when you have questions. You know, places like Stack Overflow or forums. So yeah, yeah, you know, but definitely you're not you're not in this alone. You know, yeah, and and that's you know that's one of the things I really like about the being a programmer is that I do get to keep learning things. You know, yeah, five five six years ago I didn't know anything about voice development and. But it, it interests me enough to get started, and I liked it, and I kept going, and I kept learning, and I keep getting put in new situations where I and we're still learning. New. I mean, you know, every time there's you know a new problem to tackle with voice and figure out how to solve it. Yeah, I haven't developed every single feature that's available to develop for Alexa or Google Assistant. Um, and you know, and I'm being thrown into situations where now we're doing custom assistance, where it's it's neither of those two. And and you know, I'm like, okay, so what am I going to use for my uh, ASR or my NLU or my NLP? Um, how am I? Is it going to be mobile? Is it going to be web? Is it going to be custom? Custom hardware? <laughs> You're just like, whoa! There's just so much out there. Yeah. But, um, but it's okay, and but sometimes it does. It sometimes it's it's hard and it's it's heavy, and you're kind of feeling discouraged, um, and and you know that's okay. Hopefully, you know, taking a break. Um, sometimes I you know have a problem and I work really really hard. I'm like I'm going to get this solved by the end of the day, you know, and I and it turns out I don't, and I wake up the next day and I have an idea of something else or even just kind of an inkling of someplace else to look or a different way to approach it. And I start going and I'm like, Hey, these pieces are falling into place. Pretty cool. Yep. No, definitely. You know, one of the things I think it's important to learn as you're making mistakes is when you catch yourself making those mistakes, take the break, yep. step away. You know, if, if it's non-time critical, really step away from it and come back to it when you're, you're feeling more fresh. Yeah, go on a walk, you know, grab something to eat. Um, call you know. it a day if you can yeah. call it a day. You know, really don't, pushing yourself to solve a problem, again, has a good chance that it's not going to solve the problem. Yeah, if you, you know, if you're in a situation where you're pushing yourself, you know, it's important and it's it's critical. But if you're, if you've, if you've done, you know, three 10 hour days in a row trying to solve this problem, then 
clock out a little bit early. You need to rest. Just yeah. you know, get no, make sure I, you get a good night's sleep. Get you know. You know, I'll say it. You asked how I was doing uh, earlier, and I said, eh, you know, um, and it's because I I've spent all day trying to figure out a bug, turning to the documentation, turning to Stack Overflow, trying one thing out after another, and you know. Shortly before we came on, I said, you know what? It needs to sit overnight. Now, I'm not going to solve this problem tonight. So I'm taking the step away from it and return to it with, a, you know, hopefully some, some good sleep tomorrow morning. Yeah. And, and I think it's important for us to recognize as developers that that's okay. Yeah. You do need to take care of yourself. You need to make sure... There is time to push yourself and get something done if it's critical, but don't consistently sacrifice yourself for the project because that's not sustainable. And well, it's, I mean, you can look at it two ways. One is that it's not sustainable. It will start affecting you. Yeah. And hopefully your boss is backing you on this, A, because they care about you, but also because they care about the quality of what's being developed. Yeah. If you've turned something out and you are fried to a crisp, it's a pretty good chance your code is not going to be as good as it as it should be, yeah. or as it could be if you gave yourself some rest. And I can't tell you the number of times when I have pushed myself and had to return back to the code later and said, I honestly don't know what this was doing, but it's obviously not working. Yeah. And the only thing I can do is rip it out and start over. Yeah. And, and um, hopefully you're in a place where you, you, you know, feel like you've formed relationships and it's been clear from your manager, your team lead or coworker that you can speak up and you can just say, Hey, you know, need a second set of eyes on this, or um, I'm, I'm, I just need to take a little break from this, or, you know, this is the situation I'm, you know, this is, beginning of day two that I'm hitting this problem and I don't have a solution, what do you, what would you suggest on yep. how I approach it? It's extra hard and sometimes even dangerous if you just think that you've got to do it all on your own. Yes. Now there, you know, there might be situations where it's a small shop and you're it, um, but you need to then try to form a network of people, uh, you know, former coworkers or other things that, that you can, you know, chat with things yep. about. And, and I think as we like, as we say frequently, you know, we hope that we're that kind of resource, especially when it comes to, to voice development. Yeah. You know, um, turn to us. I've had plenty of people ask me, you know, little one-off questions and then plenty of people turn to me and say, this is a bigger problem. Can we hire you as a consultant? And, you know, there are people out there that are willing to do both of those things, help on small things and help on bigger things. Yeah. Um, but certainly build your network inside and outside your company if need be. Yeah. So um, just kind of as we close out, I just want to circle back to kind of how we started this conversation was about the, the tweet about celebrating when you've accomplished something. You know, if you, if you need to write it down, go back and review it. Um, it's, it's nice to keep a little you know, log of, of your successes, because there's yep. going to be some days that you're kind of like, I don't even know what I'm doing, um, that you can go back and look at the list and kind of like, think about, Oh yeah, I, you know, I, I did this. And, um, it's just, um, make sure that you celebrate your successes and don't just 
beat yourself up from the, the challenges that you're having. Definitely. And, you know, even if all you're posting is, you know, had a good day, even if you're totally vague about what it was, celebrate it because uh, you'll find other people will be there to celebrate it with you. Yeah. I try to do that whenever I see that. I'm like, hey, I don't know what you're doing, but cool. I'm glad. Go for it. Because yep. <laughs> I'm right there with y'all. Again, the summary is we make mistakes. It's okay to make mistakes. Learn how to, you know, make sure you learn from them and make sure you celebrate when you have those successes. And we'll so, hope that, yeah, go ahead and share them with us too. Um, here on, on Two Voice Devs, we would be uh, happy to, to celebrate those things with you. We're always happy. Reach out to us on Twitter, comments below, LinkedIn, and uh, we hope you'll join us next time on Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. Take care, everybody. Take care, Mark. Have a good week. Yeah, good luck on your your challenge tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>